Welcome to JPI 5, a podcast featuring five questions and five answers regarding the California water industry, risk pools, risk management, and more. To support 5, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share episodes with others, and leave us a review. Five stars, of course. Thank you for listening. Now, please welcome our host and guest for today. Thank you, everyone, and thank you to Jesse for that great introduction. Welcome to another episode of JPI 5. Today, we are talking people operations. And I, I find this an interesting topic as this is where most of my career was spent. And this is a topic we could certainly talk about for hours and hours. I have two very, very well-informed guests for you today. Could you introduce yourselves, please? Yes, my name is Tony Waterford. I'm the Human Resources Manager with Aqua JPI 8. And I am Cassie Crittenden. I am the HR Specialist here at JPIA, and I've been here almost three years. Tony, um, one of the things we're going to talk about is a little bit using the words people operations. To, to our listeners, explain what um, people operations is in your mind and how that differs from the traditional term of human resources. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. And, you know, I've been in HR uh, for over 20 years, and I'm just almost four months here at JPIA. And so I'm very excited to be on the HR team. And in my world of HR, you know, people operations is very similar to human resources. And I, in my perspective, people operations is about uh, maximizing employee value. And how do we do that to strengthen an organization? We help employees in terms of uh, training and development, uh, employee engagement, uh, career planning, and professional development. Those are just some of the ways to increase the value of our employees. At the end of the day, it's about how strong our employees are, skilled, knowledgeable, and able to uh, perform and service our members. I don't think we're any earth-shattering news here to say that your organization is only as strong as the quality of your people and how well your organization invests in your people. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it pays the biggest dividend there is. The more you invest in your people, the better the the organization, the more people want to be there, and the better the product you deliver. Absolutely, absolutely. So how did you come to this world of HR and people operations, Tony? Yes. So, Rob, you know, uh, I've always wanted to help people. And so when I started in college, I I initially wanted to be a school teacher. And that changed to uh, community health. And I thought it would be very effective as a a leader in in the healthcare field by helping individuals. But I went to graduate school and earned a master's degree in public administration with an emphasis in human resources. And that really gave me the opportunity to work with people, work with the workforce, work with the most valuable asset of any organization, which is the people, the workforce. And Cassie, how about yourself? How did you come to the world of people operations? So somewhat of a similar story with Tony in in respect to kind of changing majors a little bit in college. Didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. Tried marine biology, tried accounting, and I finally fell into HR at, uh, at college. And I loved it. I loved all the classes. Um, I joined the the HR group at Sac State and was very involved there and just fell in love with the HR community. 
And then from there, I worked uh, I worked for the state of California for a few years. I got an opportunity to work at a local water district, which is where I met uh, JPIA because JPIA served our water district. Um, yeah, and now I'm here. So it's been quite a ride and I'm loving every second of it. I think it's such a great balance that the two of you bring to the organization in that, Tony, you come from the private sector and different fields, healthcare, manufacturing, and um, large, large organizations. And Cassie, you come from one of our members. And combined, you bring such amazing assets and wealth of knowledge and experience that it's really extremely beneficial to everybody within our organization and beneficial to our members. So I think it's a great team that the two of you make. What's one of the things that your job is, is keeping our members informed of the world of people operations where laws and statutes and policies can change constantly. What is something that you wish more of our members knew about, Tony? Yeah, I wish more of our members knew about the uh, JPIA liability uh, program, which includes uh, a very exclusive benefit for those members of the liability program which is the Employment Practice Hotline. And uh, that hotline provides uh, ac phone access and assistance to uh, questions and or problems that are employment uh, practice related. Uh, and the, the toll-free number is 1-800-231-5742. Ask for Tony Waterford or extension 3123. And really encourage uh members to utilize that service. Uh, since March, when I joined JPIA, I have responded to over 35 uh, hotline calls and topics range from uh, corrective action, what appropriate correct, corrective action to implement given the situation, uh, leave of absences, uh, re return to work, uh, reasonable accommodation, uh, policy review, handbook review. And so just want to remind everyone that JPIA is a wonderful service organization. Service is one of our uh, core values, service, people, innovation, integrity. And so we highly encourage individuals to utilize this very, very uh, effective resource. And well, they can also email you, correct? Yes, we are working on establishing an email address and we'll be launching that uh, fairly soon. So that will be another way to 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 reach me through the uh, through email. Yeah. And we hope to have the email address right here in the show notes for today. But in the interim, what's that phone number one more time? Phone number is 1-800-231-5742. Ask for Tony Waterford or extension 3123. Yeah. I just want to throw in a little background knowledge here. Uh, I handle the employment practices cases. And what we found over, and the hotline has been in existence for quite some time. And we've probably handled over 10,000 contacts since its inception, um, that only one time that someone reached out on the hotline did it, did it ultimately turn into a lawsuit. And conversely, I see in the employment practices litigation very, very, never, as a matter of fact, have they actually reached out to us before. Our first notice is typically the lawsuit, and the hotline would have given us an opportunity to intervene early and get involved and, and help to reach a resolution. You know, when you use the hotline, 
if it's a very complex matter that may require uh, preparation of letters of termination or procedures, we'll refer you out to an attorney that we will pay for for the first two hours or three hours of the work necessary to get that work done for you. And if you reach out to us on the hotline, and ultimately we're not able to bring it to a conclusion, we you and you are sued, we will give the member back $5,000 once we've spent $5,000 in attorney fees just because they took the time to reach out to us first. I think employment practices, I believe, it's the one area where you just can't put toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, give us that opportunity to, to make a meaningful intervention and help you, and we will help you get a much, much better result. So um, contact Tony, the hotline, look in the show notes for an email address. So let me ask you another question. As we talked, you mentioned various reasons why people are calling you on the hotline. But what do you see as hot topics in the world of people operations for, let's just say, for the remainder of 2023? Well, there's there's many. Uh, I would say uh, employee health and wellness, you know, Going back to people operations, when you have a healthy workforce, you have a very a more productive uh, uh, workforce. And so making sure that we are taking care of our employees with respect to their own health, uh, looking at different types of health initiatives. Uh, also on the recruitment side, uh, recruiting, uh, hiring, and retention, uh, also very, very key. I'm, I'm very impressed with the the tenure, the length of service uh, for, for staff at JPIA and actually throughout the districts. And so with the, with that long tenure, there comes a point in time when people start to retire. So are the organizations uh, uh, planning uh, for those retirements, but not just for the retirements, but for succession planning? Or do we, can we capitalize on opportunities to um, develop our staff professionally, professionally and help them reach their career goals so that perhaps they could uh, be promoted? Uh, as people retire, um, and so really just just being proactive and 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 being prepared to, for for any recruitment challenges down the road. And Cassie, I know that you just came back from attending the the Sherm conference, which is an annual event. Um, what do you see as some of the hot topics, and what was your takeaway coming out of Sherm that and that you have? Thank you for that segue because I do want to talk about Sherm. Um, a lot of the sessions were focused on transitioning to skills-based hiring. Um, and so what that means is removing the requirements for college degrees to gain access to employment. Um, as we know, college uh, expenses are rising. Less and less people uh, have the ability to, to afford college nowadays. And in addition, the U.S. economy really is going to a skills-based economy. So we need to kind of transition um, how we are recruiting candidates. How can we focus on just the skills and not necessarily where those skills are coming from? Yes, they can come from college. They can also just come from experience. They can come from internships, apprenticeships, certification programs. And so the major push is figuring out what skills you need in the job and identifying those on the application. 
And then also what skills can be teachable. Um, and so, you know, and, and by allowing more candidates to apply, you're going to create more of hopefully a diverse candidate pool, which will hopefully give you a more diverse organization, um, which we all know is, is the best for the organization because you're going to have more ideas, uh, more innovation, which ultimately leads to more productivity. Um, so yeah, skills-based hiring, I would say, uh, should be the focus of everyone in these next next few months. I like that. I like the idea of looking at new ways to hire and also the ripple effect of exploring these new ways to hire. Now, you, you mentioned that you were at Sure, just in case some of our listeners are not aware this was a small little event, correct? An, <laughs> an intimate setting of just some uh, human, some people operations specialists? You know, I I think I had hoped it was going to be a little smaller. Um, it was the largest conference I had ever been to and honestly hoped to ever attend again because it was a little chaotic at times. Um, it was 25,000 people. And so, uh, you know, you can imagine when you have these these concurrent sessions, um, but everybody wants to go to one. <laughs> Thousands of people <laughs> knocking each other over in the hallways, trying trying to attend the, the session. And so it was a little chaotic, but it was um, it was also absolutely amazing. And Sherm does a wonderful job at at really getting the best speakers um, to speak on human resource topics. So it's it's very you know it's invaluable if you get the opportunity to attend. Yeah, I've attended, and and it was a little overwhelming at first, just the sheer volume of people. But the takeaway, I agree with you, is that many people allows them to get incredible speakers. And the sharing of knowledge from all over the world, really, is so incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tony, let me let me switch back to you for just a second here. And what would you suggest as a way for our listeners to learn more about people operations? Yeah, so... A few things come to mind is uh, every month, every third Thursday of a month, we have hot Java sessions starting at 9 a.m., 30-minute uh, WebEx session. Uh, we encourage uh, members to uh, to uh, attend. Uh, we have topics that we cover in that 30 minutes with opportunities for you know, questions and answers. But primarily topics that we've covered since I've been here include everything from the interactive process, um, providing some guidance on setting up and implementing uh, uh, practices of, of ensuring that employees that have a need to return to work but with a restriction that we're doing our due diligence to ensure that they um, that we can accommodate the restrictions uh, within reason. And then also uh, how to uh, avoid unconscious bias in the hiring uh, process. Um, Next month, July 20th, actually, uh, the Hot Job Topic will cover California Family Rights Act, CIFRA, and Family Medical Leave Act, FMLA, leaves. Very complex, and it seems like it's the type of topic that will, will never go away, which is fine. And so we always want to make sure that we're keeping our members up to date on the best practices with respect to those leaves of absence. So we have the Hot Job uh, Sessions. And then also um, each year we have a spring and fall regional HR group meeting. And I was fortunate to attend the February 2023 um, uh, group meeting uh, this year. And uh, one coming up is in November of this year. So stay tuned for the invitation. 
But that's a great opportunity to bring our HR community, Northern California, Southern California members, uh, HR members t- together to collaborate, to network, uh, and to also learn because we have key keynote speakers that will uh, present uh, various uh, hot HR topics as well. So I would say definitely um, stay tuned for that. And then, well, we have many, many resources available to our members uh, uh, here at JPIA and on our website. Uh, some of you might already subscribe to Cal Chamber, but Cal Chamber is another great resource. Uh, wonderful uh, sample policies. Uh, they have a labor helpline as well, and so and and also webinars. And so another uh, resource to consider. It's well worth uh, the the expense of of the, of subscribing to that service. Cassie, I I believe I've heard your voice on a few of these hot jobs. <laughs> That Tony is talking about. What are uh, what do you suggest as a way for our listeners to get more information about people operations? Yeah, so Tony touched on a lot of it, but we have it, some additional internal resources. One being our website. Uh, Tony and I manage uh, a section on the website called Human Resources Best Practices, and um, if you're a member of JPIA, you have full access to that that section and. And on it, we have sample HR policies and checklists um, and sample forms. We even have our internal JPIA employee handbook. Uh, for those of you who are looking to revise your handbook or see what policies you should have in there. And we typically have everything in a Word document. So it's easy for you to take it back to your district, modify it, make it your own. Um, that section really is there to support to support our members to make sure they have access to everything they need when it comes when it comes to those policies. Um, and one other thing I would mention is we have an outstanding human resources professional development program through our training program. Again, available free of charge to all of our members. Um, it's an outstanding program where you uh, take around 20 or so different HR courses um, that gets you uh, just certified um, as kind of an HR professional, according to JPIA. Um, you get a really nice plaque at the end that you can kind of display, and uh, it's really cool. So it's a very beneficial uh, certification program, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I think the checklists that you provide and that you've created, both of you, for the members are really fantastic because People operations isn't something that you schedule out, like I'm going to have to deal with this employee at this point in time. It's nice to have that opportunity to grab the checklist, run through it as the event is occurring to kind of give you a little bit more of a confidence boost that, okay, this is the right way to do things. And so I I applaud the the checklist that you've worked on and, and are sharing with our members. Thank you. I am a little disappointed that you haven't mentioned that back episodes of JPIA 5 are also a resource available to our <laughs> members. Uh, remember, you should please uh, subscribe and leave a comment and a five-star review, and you can see our entire back catalog of episodes, many of which involve human resources and people operations. Um, let me just wrap it up with asking uh, this question to you, Tony. Give our listeners one piece of advice you've learned since joining the JPIA public sector um, and this area of water. 
Well, for certain, you know, this is a new industry for me. I'm excited about that, but very impressed with JPIA's core values. Uh, JPIA is a service organization. We are here to serve our members. And so we need to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out. I've, I've had a few members who will email me or call me or leave a message and say, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you or, you know, there's a lot on your plate. No, you're not bothering us, not bothering me. Uh, and don't worry about my plate. Um, I'm a healthy eater, so I'm good. Uh, but I would say this, that it's my pleasure to be able to serve and be able to assist you. That's really what we want to do at the end of the day, be able to help you with your questions and help solve problems. And so don't hesitate to, to utilize the service. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. We, will, we want to help you. We are happy to hear from you before it escalates into a bigger problem. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy that too. And it's an opportunity to interact with our members, which is never a bad thing. Cassie, how about you? You've been here longer than Tony. What's the one piece of advice you would give? I'm just going to kind of tag along with what Tony said. Um, you know, don't try to tackle human resources by yourself. I mean, especially if you're out there as a department of one, that's a lot to handle. So please reach out to us and we'll share with you our resources. If we don't have the answer for you, we're, we can share information on where to find it. Um, you know, just don't hesitate to contact us if you need help or if you have, you know, I get we get a lot of phone calls for, hey, this is my first leave of absence under FMLA. How do I proceed? Give us a call. We'll walk you through the steps, show you the resources on our website. Um, so yeah, just we're here for you. We want to see you succeed. We don't want to see you caught up in in, in any employment drama. Um, so just give us a call and email me and Tony. We're here for you. Great. Thank you both so much. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I would say the takeaways for our listeners today are pretty simple, which is we're here to help. We want to help you. We, we've gone so far as we will literally pay you <laughs> to let us help you. Um, and and I, we're a resource, and we want to always be that for our members. Well, this has been great. Um, I learned something new, and I, I think it's terrific. Tony, one more time, what is that phone number for the employment hotline? That phone number is 1-800-231-5742. Ask for Tony Waterford or extension 3123. Thank you. Thank, and thank you for listening. We really, the fact that you give up your time to spend it with us means an enormous amount to all of us here at the JPIA. So thank you very much. Stay tuned for our next episodes. And always don't be afraid to check our back catalog. Again, please subscribe, give us a five-star review, and follow. And thank you to Molly Quirk, our exceptional producer. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to JPI 5. Remember to leave us a five-star review, comment, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a topic or guest speaker you would like us to feature or a question you would like to learn more about, please send us an email at podcast at aquajpia.com. Until our next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.